example, the alphabet characters. Because A is always A. B is B at 2 a.m. in the morning. C is still C, whether it's in Africa, Asia, or in the Bronx. It doesn't change. That's why we call them characters. Why do we call numbers characters? Because one is always one, and two is always two. Whether you are using it in the night or the day, it doesn't change. It's character. Why do we call statues characters? Because, like Victoria, no matter what happens around them, they never change. Why do we call principles characters? Because principles are laws. They never change. You know, one of the secrets to my success as a coach of government leaders and business leaders, one of my secrets of being an effective communicator, one of my secrets of being a good teacher is simple. It's not my education. The secret to my success is I only teach principles. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. And this is Elias Flores. And uh, we're going to be discussing today on principles and uh, laws and actually the laws of breakthrough. And we're going to look at some fine examples of that in the Bible today. But we're living in such a, a crazy time that uh, all, all the things that we used to agree upon, biblically, theologically, um, even in what they would call natural laws, um, are being trampled on, pulled away, uh, not even not even considered or looked at anymore because of a reimagining or a rethinking of things. And 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 again, this is so important to who you are as a Christian that you hold on to biblical principles and truths and the morality, the morality that comes from God's word has been challenged to no end. It's challenged in the media. It's challenged on all social media. It's been challenged uh, through the theaters, uh, through education. Um, the things that you can get a degree on now in the social study, in the social sciences, is absolutely outrageous. You know, like how to be offended because of color. That's that. Those are degrees now. So they're mastering in offense because of the removal of principles, the removal of law, the removal of that which is said to be true from God's word. And because the church has decided to become become popular or wants to be accepted in the culture, they capitulate to many of these race-baiting things, um, gender identity, Christianity, social justice, Christianity, um, uh, sexual perversion, Christianity. It's all been seeped in in the, in the mainstream media. And I, or I, I should say the Main Street Church or the churches that are in Main Street as far as uh, being able to use their platforms. So if you don't, if you don't comport to, capitulate to this, this crazy cultural idea, um, then you can't use these platforms because they don't want, they don't want truth. They don't want God's principles. They don't want laws that required. And the Bible is, the Bible is its own authority. It's God's word. It's its own authority. There's nothing, there's nothing higher than God's word. 
you know, and so that's what we as Christians, we must gravitate in that direction. We must start moving back towards truth of God's word. Okay, God's word, you know, doesn't bend its knee to the craziness of the culture. Okay, don't forget what what uh, Peter said um, in the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two. Peter says, "Get out of this crazy culture while you can." Okay, that's that's Second Peter two. I believe it's forty and forty two through forty two. This is the first thing he tells them: Get out of this crazy culture. What is the culture pushing? Okay, the the feminine the feminizing of men. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they they want you. They want the men to be docile and 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 unaggressive. You know, they call it mass uh, toxic masculinity. Um, that that's so offensive to people. What? Because they're going against prin- principle of the warrior in man. They're going against biblical principles. They're going against. They're going against everything God God established in principle, and in law, and in requirements. And so we as a church, we have to we have to equip ourselves with truth and getting there. And principles, principles are so important. Okay. And so I want to show you that God is a God of principle today. That's what we're going to talk about. God is a God of principle. Okay. And law, principle and law. And people don't like that. People people want a flimsy God that moves with 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 their passions and their desires. And that's what the culture has done. They want they they make the Bible move uh, with. With their whims, with their passions, with the, with their desires, with with how they they think it should be, you know, the reimagining, just a reimagining, reimagining life with, without policemen, reimagine, reimagine, you know, everybody can do what's right in their own eyes, reimagine. No, no, let's not reimagine. Let's stick to what works, truth. Let's stick to what 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 has brought us here, principles. Okay, principled thinking, principled biblical ideas, the Word of God, the Bible. And so when I look at this, I want to use, uh, I'm just going to use two case studies for you today. Um, number one is going to be Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. And this is, this is establishing principle, that God is a God of principle. Okay, God doesn't play favorites. You know, God doesn't play favorites. He doesn't. He doesn't have a, a a set of rules for those that compromise. Oh, but I like that one, so I'll I'll accept their compromise. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't bend his knee to to man's um, weaknesses. He may, he strengthens men through his grace and his word. That's his. That's his. That's his. Um, that's his uh, modus operandi. That's how he operates. He operates by strengthening our weaknesses. He doesn't leave you weak. He he brings you in strength. He fortifies you. The move of the, the word of God, the move of the spirit, all that is to fortify you and empower you to come out of weaknesses, to come out of uh, frailties, to come out of human error. That that's that's principle. That that's in the word of God. That's how God works. And so God doesn't play favorites. God doesn't play favorites. God doesn't do that. He does. He doesn't wink at our sin. He doesn't sit there and say, "Yeah, man, you know, because men want to be women now, and and you know, because the culture is 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 calling transgenderism normal. Oh, I think we we need to normalize it. Oh, I think you know, um, you know, Christians can can uh, do all the things in the flesh and then come sing and worship me on Sunday and do all the things. Oh, yeah, I think that's I think that's normal now. You know, you know, humanity has progressed." 
And God lays down his principles of holiness and righteousness, his moral laws, um, the things that please him, the requirements of men to serve him. Um, yeah, I, I think God will just kind of just lay those all down because, you know, after all, it's the 21st century and, uh, you know, men are so much smarter now than they were back then. You know, and, and so um, I think we're going to do that. Oh, man, doesn't need healing anymore. We don't need the power of God in the church anymore. You know, well, we got pharmaceuticals. We got we got medicines. We've got doctors. We got, you know, we got all that. We got all those those type of um, um, uh, substitutes uh, for for healing and deliverance. We got all those things now. You know, just God, God just going to lay his principles down. Well, that's hogwash and pickle spit if you believe that. Okay? No, he's still the God of principles. And there's patterns here in the Word of God I'm going to show you that, that really, really will help you regain your spiritual traction. Okay? Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. This is, this is how God deals with the kingdom. Okay? And how he deals with the kingdom, he deals with you and I that are in the kingdom. We are children of the kingdom. Now you have... You have this scenario that takes place, how God dealt with his number one angel, the worship leader. You know who I'm talking about? Lucifer. Watch this. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the throne of uh, the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregations, on the farthest side of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High God. Okay? Now, now those are what you call the five dumbest I wills ever. Ever. This is pride manifesto. Okay? This is pride on steroids. But this is what was found in Lucifer. Okay? Now, listen to, listen to this. It says... How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Again, he has title, he has position, he has authority, um, and he does something. He does something. Okay, he began to think that he was greater than God, and or had ambitions to be greater than God. Okay, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He began to he began to violate. Some principles, okay? I will also sit on the mount of the congregations on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High God. In other words, he wanted to be just like Yahweh, God. He wanted to be in that position, and that got him thrown out immediately. Why? Because he ran into a principle. See, we have a God of principle. We have a God of law and principle. And when even Lucifer, okay, the son of the morning, the choir director, if you will, the one that, 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 that sat in authority, the minute he broke the principle, the law. He was thrown out of heaven. Catch that in your mind. Okay? Jesus, Jesus don't play favorites. The Father doesn't play favorites. The Spirit of God don't play favorites. They, they operate on principle. They operate on the principal things. And when Satan crossed the principle, he was immediately thrown out of heaven. The law of God 
executed judgment immediately. Oh, how thou have fallen. <laughs> he fell. He ran into a principal and knocked him down. And then he hit the earth. And then he weakened the nations. Very important for you to understand. God's not rewriting a Bible for you for you and I in this culture, and one for the uh, generation X and G and whatever generations they want, one for one for every type of person that comes into the earth in the next in the next generations. Okay, he's not doing that. He has a principle. He has laws that are forever settled in heaven. That's what I. Um, that's what Psalms one hundred nineteen eighty nine says: "Forever, O Lord, Thy word is settled in heaven." So it is settled. He ran, in, he ran into some settled things. See, we have to, we have to again, reestablish and settle some things here, some principles. Some principles. We, we must become principled again. The great Miles Monroe talked about statues and characters and numbers, and those, those, are, those are principles, things that don't change. That's why God says, I am the Lord and I change it not. This is this is important. This this is so important to building a family. This is so important to building a solid life. Is getting getting the principles and understanding that we that no moral weakness is acceptable. It's acceptable. No, it's not. It's understood, but it's not accepted. There's the power of God. There's the scriptures. There's the there's the move of the spirit to begin to empower us out of moral inferiority issues, things that we, we tend to do, things that we lean towards. The principles of God never change. But the power of God is the change agent. The word of God is the, is the, is the, um, the, is the ideas and the intentions of God to take you from one spot to another. And the spirit of God empowers you to get there. Faith in, faith in his word and the move of the spirit is where it's at. But he doesn't he doesn't acquiesce to our whims and our needs. You know, I, I put a quote out there that says that we're, we we have an opportunity when we're preaching truth to to be a rude angel or be a polite devil. Okay, look, you're gonna have to you're gonna add. I mean, the culture wants you. People say, don't be so stringent. Don't be so. Don't don't be so. No, it's the principle. We're, you're either going to be a rude angel, or you're going to, or you're going to be a gracious, a gracious devil. We have to get to principle. People don't like principle because principle executes immediately. It gets rid of corruption. When Satan became corrupt, he executed immediately. He was thrown out of heaven immediately. Why? Because of the principle, the law. Remember, what is principle? Miles Monroe laid it out beautifully. Again, Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse. He's a, he's a character. Everybody knows what Mickey Mouse looks like. He doesn't change. The number one is number one at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Two, the number two is number two wherever, at any part of the world. Number two is number two. Those are characters. Statues. Statue of David. You look at that's David. You know that that the character of David doesn't change. So character and character and principles go hand in hand. 
takes character to execute principles. The unchangeable things. The things that, that God requires of us as His children is to embrace His principles. And then His principles build character. The things that are acceptable to us. The things that we that are predictable from us. Okay, so let's look at some things here. Number one, let's look at let's look at the the idea of a principle. A principle is a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of beliefs and behaviors, for a chain of reasoning. That is important. Okay, the fundamental truth it serves as a foundation for a system of beliefs. See, the word of God is the principal thing. The wisdom of God is the principal thing. And then with all thy getting of wisdom, get understanding. Because then from your understanding of it, you build a behavior of chain reaction living. Okay, one thing leads to another when you follow the principle. It's a fundamental truth. Okay, that's what principles are. They work everywhere. Okay, that's what makes it a principle, a law, a rule. So that if you live by these rules, you know, if you look at sports, every sport has laws and rules, things you can and cannot do. Why? Because it's because it wouldn't be football if you didn't have if you didn't have certain penalties in place. That's why they have pen, penalties. That's why you, that's why you know you gain five yards and you lose five yards if you do certain things. Those are principles. When do you think? Why do you think some people feel that they they got cheated in, in a game? It's when an umpire doesn't call something or a or a referee doesn't throw a flag on something. Why? Because someone feels the uh, the principle was violated, but the but the overseeing authority doesn't think so, doesn't see it, doesn't look for it. And guess what? Somebody's very unhappy because the principle was broken in their eyes. That's how important principles are. That's why somebody doesn't feel good when they've been cheated because of a principle's been broken. With, all, with the elections, with all the fraud that's gone on, with the millions and millions of, I mean, just absolutely incredible fraud that's gone on. Why? Because principles of election. The Constitution has been broken. There's a cry of foul. And it's unacceptable. Why? Because principles were broken. Laws were broken. Now they need to be held accountable for that. This is important for you to understand. Things are not changing just because people want them to. Okay, we have a Constitution. And it doesn't change. Just because the media says so. Just because people want to. Just because you have a corrupt Supreme Court justice. Just because you have, no, it doesn't change. This is principle. We have to get back to principle and understand that our country was founded on biblical theological principles. And they're running into the Constitution, which was birthed from the Word of God. It's a principle. It's principle. It's not personal. It's principle. Don't get all uptight. It's principle. You know, and, and, and so when you start understanding what principles are and that we need them, we need them. We need principles. We need to live in the principles of God's word. Why? Because if I live in the principles of God's words, then my behaviors are, are sprung into action. Okay? What's character? Character is the mental, the moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Okay? In other words, in other words, when you, you've heard that statement, um, 
he did that, that was out of character. In other words, the things that they consistently do, the things that we observe of them that are higher moral values that we, that, that normal people do, you know, you, you, you see that, wow, that, that's normal. That's normal for him. That's normal for them, you know, and then they're out of character. There's some people that are, that out of their character, they're always to work on time. Why are they always to work on? It's part of their moral work obligation. They're always on time. And the day that they're late, it's out of character. If they start not showing up for work, that's out of character. There's things, again, the things that have been consistently true in their lives and all of a sudden they're all of a sudden not, it's because principle, some, something went wrong along the line that changed their behaviors. Okay, again, this is, this is how important principles, character are. Okay, principles, once they're lived out, they build strong character, predictable, predictable behaviors based on biblical truths produce a righteous life. And so when we start holding on to principles, I won't do that because this is my principle. What is your principle? What is your principle? When Satan, listen, when Satan crossed the I will be like God principle, I will ascend the pride principle, he immediately was thrown out of heaven. You know, in, in doing a lot of church building, especially family churches, you know, you have the sons and the sons and the daughters at times of a of a of a family church. They think they can get away with anything, and and the reason they do get away with anything is because the church is not principled. The church is not principled. The leadership is not principled. They are personal. And so, when a church is personal instead of principled, then then uh, certain people think they have privileges that biblically and theologically they do not. Then the church. The church exalts itself above the word of God. And that's, and that's not true. And that's not right. And that's not acceptable. Okay, because all kinds of things happen. What would have happened if, if uh, God would have allowed Satan to just slide with his little, with his little inward pride? Yeah, he, 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 there would have been chaos. But guess what? He ran to the principle. God don't acquiesce to anybody or anything because he's principled. God is principled, then you must be principled. I must be principled. And so, so person, um, so character is reflected within the personality and the traits. Okay, the strong traits, you know, honor, integrity, you know, moral strength and fiber, resistitude, uh, uprightness, you know, moral fortitude, strength, having backbone, having grit. Those are all characteristics. You know, as I coached athletes, you know, I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of them that had some very strong characteristics, some very strong, strong-willed. I will not, I may bend, but I won't break. You know, so when you start looking at when you start looking at character, you have to start looking at principles, the things they live by, the things they will not do because of because of how they believe and how they've been taught and how they've been raised. You know, that's very important. So principle, okay? So let's not lose our principles. God is a God of principle. So when you read something in the Word, thou shalt not. You know, we got to remember that, that you know, the, the, the law that Moses gave, that God gave Moses, the Ten Commandments, they're called the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Recommendations. God doesn't recommend anything. He commands it. And that's an, that's an important perspective because that's a principle. Okay, that's a principle. You know, 
You know, some that started off good ended up bad. Why? Because they ran into a principle. What exposed them? The principle did. They begin to move outside of character. Okay? So when you have principle, then you have then you have character, then what do you what's manifested? Integrity. Okay? Integrity. Integrity. What does integrity mean? It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. That's integrity. The word integrity comes from the root word integral or to mean one or inside of one. Okay, that you're one, one with your word, one with your actions, one with your thoughts, one, you're, you're one. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. What is he saying? That we are integral. We have integrity with each other. We're integral. You, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only speak what the Father tells me to speak. All those ideas are, are manifestations of the integrity of the Trinity. The integrity of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when you have principle and you live by principle, you develop strong characters that are predictable, that are that are become your normal, and then it's manifested in integrity. Integrity is something that everybody sees and wants and 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 really desires. If you're of the Christian faith, is to walk integr with integrity before God. Okay, that's important. That's an important part of this. So we need to we need to understand that God is a God of, of of, of principle, and once we operate by principle, it builds character, and then it manifests itself in integrity, becoming one with your confession, becoming one with your ideas, becoming one with your thought life, becoming one with your action, and even your physical appetites change because of principles you will not do and principles you will only do. You must become principled. Okay. You must become principled. My wife has my wife has this um, this uh, this rule that she's always told the kids: you could, don't ever lie to me. That's a principle. You want to lose her forever? You want to lose her? You want to get you want to you want her to go to the ceiling mode? Is lie to her. Okay, that's a principle. That's a principle. That's a biblical principle. The kids know that. You know, we know that. It's a principle, something she will not compromise on. Not even a half-truth. You tell me the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. Okay, So we have to understand that, that God's Word is the authority. It's principles that we live by that come from the authority of God's Word. When we principle our lives in those manners, it builds, it builds what? It builds character. It builds character. It builds stability. It builds predictable responses to life. It builds those things in us. And once it builds those things in us, it manifests in relational integrity. It, it manifests in integrity. It manifests in being one with your word, one with your action, one with your responses to things. And they'll never say, well, that was out of character for him and her. I've had out of character moments that uh, that I can look back now and say, and I know where I violated principle. I know where I let the guard down. I know where. And and I ended up uh, try, trying to clean up the mess, so to speak. I, You know, I know I'm not alone out there. But again, getting the, your principles from the authority of God's word. So let's look at a story real here. It's Acts chapter 3. We got Peter and John. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. And then I'm going to give you some 
principles and laws, okay, that are manifested here in this in this, this in this story of Peter and John and the healing of a man. Okay, it says now Peter and John went together at to the temple at at the fourth hour, the night the at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried was carried, whom whom they said lay daily at the gate gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask for alms for those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms, and fixing his eyes on him, Peter with Peter and John, Peter and John said, "Look at us." So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none, but that which I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk." And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankles and bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood up and walked and entered the temple, and went and with them walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging at the alms at the gate beautiful or at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened now as the lame as the lame man who was healed held peter held on to peter and john all the people ran together to them in the porch which is called solomon's solomon's greatly amazed so when peter saw it he responded to the people men of israel why do you marvel at this or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? Now that's the story. Now let's look at these laws. Okay, number one, Peter and John, they came into agreement. It's called the law of agreement, where two or three touch anything as touching. Okay, this is this is where we partner in faith with everybody. The law of agreement. Okay, Peter and John, look on us. The law of agreement. Number two, they had the they had what we would call the law of prayer, the hour of prayer. They set time aside for prayer. This was a predictable thing, the law of prayer or the law of timing, putting things in priority and prioritized manner. Okay, that's principle number two. So you must develop a time of prayer. Number three, daily. Okay. Daily. This is another thing. There are things, the law of routine. What do you do routinely? Okay, become laws in your life. The gate beautiful, okay? The gate beautiful. The gate beautiful happens to do what with what we will call the law of excellence. In other words, we want to do well. We want to, we have to start, we have to start putting ourselves in beautiful places of places of excellence, the law of excellence. Then they entered the temple. Okay, the law of access. Okay, we need access into. We need to put ourselves in places where we can access the temple or the word of God or the worship towards God. The law of access. Okay, then they, then we have another law called look at us. Okay, it's the law of focus. It's what you focus on. Learn to focus. Okay, be principled on what you focus on. Be principled on what you put your eyes on. Be Principled in what you do in those areas of focus, okay? Keeping your thoughts straight, keeping your mind straight, keeping your heart locked in on Jesus. That is important, the law of focus, okay? And then what happened? And then he, they, after looking at him, what, 
It was the law of expectations, you know, expecting to receive. He wanted to receive something from Peter and John, and it's called the law of expectation. This is this is very important because, again, if you've lived long, if you live long enough, you realize that, you know what, sometimes when you don't get what you expect, you get disappointed. And it's this discouragement. It's discouragement that, that, that really hinders and hurts people from really trusting and believing God. You know, and so we have to have the law of expectation. Every time you go into the church, every time you go into worship, you should be you should have an expectation of something. It's the law of expectation. And then what I have, I give to you. What's that? It's called the law of content. You cannot give something you do not have. Okay? You, do, you can't give something. It's the law of content. What I have, I give to you. Those are laws. Those are principles. Okay? And then they lifted him up. The law of support. We all need support around us. We all need to know who can help us and who's beneficial to our lives. You know, we need to know who our friends are, the ones that will support us and help us and and really um, get behind what we need to get behind, the law of support. And then they were walking and leaping and praising God. The law of progress, going from unable to walk to the ability to walk and praise God. The law of progress, going from what I couldn't do to what I can do. Those are laws of progress. You must acknowledge them. Hey, we may not be what we ought to be, but thank God we're not used to what we're not. We're not what we used to be. That's the law of progress, and we all need to celebrate in the in those laws. That you know what? Thank God. Thank God that we we're 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 no longer lame or blind or or hindered. We got work to do, absolutely. But guess what? We're not where we used to be. The law of progress. Those are principles. Those come from abiding in principles. And all the people saw. That's what we call the law of visibility, where everybody sees that you were once in one condition and now you are in another condition, where the testimony speaks for itself, where people can acknowledge that only by the hand of God did this take place. And finally, they were filled with amazement, the law of awe, the law of awe. That's when God manifests his glory upon us, that everybody else, everybody around can, can be in awe. Not in wonder, but in awe of what God has done in your life. And this is, these are, these are the laws, what we call a breakthrough. This is the law. This is the word of God. This is principled living. This is what happens when you establish yourself in the principles of God. And understand that God is God of principle. I must be a man or a woman of principle. Because what does principle do? It produces character. What does character produce? It produces uh, integrity. And once we have that integral life, one with our word, one with our actions, we, we begin to embrace a whole new different life and a whole new different lifestyle intended for the Christian to live by God's word. Because don't forget, don't forget, he gave us the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Recommendations. His principles don't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven, and we settle it here on earth. 
So God bless you. I pray you enjoyed that. And again, be principled. Learn to be principled. It may look mean, but it'll save the life of all those around you and yourself. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.